Thank you for tuning in to the Lions Podcast. Today's episode features athletic director Craig Pintons, head coaches Stan Johnson, Charity Elliott, Aaron Mansfield, and Sammy Strins Ward, and now the host, LMU athletic director Craig Pintons. For our virtual coaches tour, this is something that we've wanted to do for quite some time. And obviously, uh, it was something that we had planned to do at a great location to be determined somewhere in Southern California. But because we're unable to do it uh, in a location, at least in Los Angeles County, maybe we could have gone to a different county in Southern California and had a little bit more success. Uh, we were doing it here virtually, and I'm pleased to be joined on the call tonight with some of our coaches, which is the main reason most of you are here certainly not here to, to listen to me, but we have our brand new, uh, kind of brand new, I guess, has n- rookie coach in Stan Johnson from men's basketball. We've got uh, Charity Elliott, our head women's basketball coach. We've got Sammy Strins Ward, our head softball coach, and Aaron Mansfield, our head volleyball coach. Now, before we get started, just a, a couple housekeeping items. Just as a reminder, per NCA rules, if we have any high school age prospects or in the sport of basketball, I believe it is anybody in eighth grade or uh, up to a senior, they cannot be on this call individually or with a coach. So if you are on at this time, we ask you to leave. Uh, Before we hear from everyone, I ask that if anyone has questions, uh, please ask your questions in the, the chat section so we can address them after the coach speaks. We're going to talk real briefly with each of our coaches. Uh, we have a couple of questions lined up for them that were asked in advance, and then we're going to open it up for everybody here to, to ask our coaches. But did want to highlight one thing before we get started. We had a tremendous, tremendous day of giving uh, last week. And a lot of people I, that I see on this call, I, I know because I saw your name on the wall contributing to us on Day of Giving. We raised $449,031. We have 1,460 gifts on our Day of Giving. Uh, that's a 75% increase. And it was a, a tremendous day all the way around. Uh, and, and really, really thank everybody because especially during this difficult time, for everyone, for, for people to step up like that means a lot. And it, it truly is going to help continue to move our department forward. So thank you so much. And just a couple of general updates. We are obviously back on campus right now uh, from a, a training perspective. From a school perspective, uh, campus is, is technically closed right now. It, we only have about 200 students total on campus. And, and those of those 289 of them are athletes. Our teams are allowed to come to campus to train. Uh, that is an exception that LA County made for athletics. We're very fortunate in that regard. Um, and you know, it is, it's a difficult time. Obviously the fall seasons were postponed to the spring. We'll be playing fall sports in the spring. We'll be playing spring sports in the spring. We'll be playing basketball in the spring. So needless to say, it'll be a pretty busy uh, time of the year come about January, February here on campus. But uh, it's great to have our, our teams back and see them training and, and happy to be there. And obviously technology has become really important uh, from a training perspective, you know, from our coaches. A lot of them 
spent most of the summer speaking to their team on Zoom. And now that they're back, uh, it, it really is, is good to try to put some of those talks that they had over the summer into place. So we're, we're pretty fortunate to be back. Obviously, uh, we're with basketball starting on the 25th. That, if you didn't hear the news, men's and women's basketball season is able to start on November 25th. That has caused a little bit of scheduling uh, snafus all over the place, not just here, but everywhere as, as both teams try to complete their schedules. So if you have a question about schedules, as soon as we have them, we'll put them out to everybody. We just don't have them yet because there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, so with that, we'll actually kind of get our program started and talk to, to Stan and, and Charity first. And with the, the season starting on the 25th and the teams kind of getting slowly back into to kind of preseason conditioning before you're actually able to officially start practice, maybe just give us uh, what you've seen so far from each of your teams and what you're looking forward to this year. Um, I'll go ahead and get started. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you all so much for being here tonight. Um, I want to echo what um, uh, Craig just said about the day of giving. It was a phenomenal day, an exciting day. Uh, so I just want to say thank you as well. Um, it's been a really crazy, crazy uh, spring, summer, fall uh, up to this point. Um, I'm incredibly proud of our players, uh, their resiliency, their adaptability, all of the things that we talk about um, you want from your players. This is the time that we've had to put it all into practice. Um, you know, we've had to navigate so many things that have occurred um, with, uh, in, in our society, the, the pandemic, the social uh, unrest. Um, so I, I sit here and I'm just really proud of our team, where we're at, um, our mindset. Uh, we've got almost everybody back here. We're still waiting on a couple of pieces. We've got an international right now that's quarantining. She'll be joining us uh, come, I believe, Monday. Uh, but we've been uh, going now. We're back in the gym. Thank the good Lord. We were out on the tennis courts for uh, about a month and and made tremendous use of that. And now we're, we're in the gym and we're starting slowly. Um, you know, I tell our team we're, we're going to take our time to get to fast and fit. That's where we want to get, but we're going to take our time getting there. So, um, Stan, I'll turn it, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Um, again, like Charity mentioned and Craig, thank you guys for your support the day of giving. Uh, that's tremendous. Um, obviously, we can't do what we want to do without – you guys um, being such great supporters of LMU athletics. Um, if you can't tell by my voice, that's how good our team's doing right now. Uh, <laughs> by how I sound. Uh, I think those guys would rather be back on the tennis courts than being in the gym right now. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're plugging along. I actually bumped into this morning. I would never be doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, with our team we're really trying to advance them you know uh, we've been on the court this was our probably our seventh um, day of of legitimate workouts and we have our you know a base of our defense in our offense how we want to play and you know it's I think I mentioned this to Craig yesterday or the day before it's just it's just polar opposite of what they're used to 
in terms of our pace and how fast we want to go and, and how we want to spread things out and from drill to drill, you know, um, we're nowhere near the shape we want to be in, but I want to guys, our guys to get in shape, not just by being on a line and running them. I want them to get in shape by playing basketball. And that's a fun way to get in shape. Um, but it requires a lot of work. So, you know, my staff keeps reminding me, Coach, it's only day seven. Like, calm down. You're going to be okay. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. I am proud of how they've responded. Um, they've come in with the right heart, right mindset. It's not pretty. Um, but they're willing learners, and, you know, they're, they're doing what I ask. And I do believe in time we're going to get there. But that, that's, what, that's where we've been. You know, we've got – Official practice will start for us on October 14th. So before October 14th, I just want our team to have a great foundation of how we want to play offensively, how we want to be defensively. So when we get into practice on that day, we can actually practice. So everything we're doing is is a buildup to that. But that's kind of where we're at. Charity, you obviously have a, a couple of uh, key returners coming back, and you really only lose a – handful of players from last year's team and and add some key uh key newcomers in in Akira DaCosta who will join the team after the first semester and and maybe just talk a little bit about uh who you've seen thus far that has kind of jumped out early on uh in terms of the first handful of practices that you've had yeah um, we are really really excited about the fact that we've got um, almost everybody back. And, and Stan and I were talking. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I sit out there and, and listen to the end of Stan's practice almost every day. And the noise and the energy coming from the gym is amazing. Um, but today we were talking about the fact that I feel so fortunate because we can move at such a quick pace this year because we truly only have one freshman right now. Um, and so we've been able to progress, I think much quicker than as Stan said, he's got like 15 freshmen, uh, right now. Um, I am obviously Akira DaCosta is an incredible talent. She was the third best player out of, uh, in the country coming out of high school. Um, she is getting there, uh, learning our system, learning the expectations, um, you know, and, but, but she fits in really well with what we want to do and how we want to play. Uh, CeCe Ellington, who was on the all freshman team last year has come back and, and looks really good. Um, confident, really, really determined, has really, uh, decided in her, she had a change in her mind to become a very disciplined person across the board in her life. And that's really paid off. Uh, Kari Clark, um, some of you may not even recognize that name. She was a freshman last year, um, played some minutes for us. She's probably the most improved from when she left to when she came back. Um, but like you mentioned, Craig, we've got Chelsea Gibson, Jasmine Jones, uh, and Megan uh, Mandel rounding up, rounding out our seniors. Um, I think you all are going to be very, very impressed with uh, Nicole Rodriguez, who's our lone freshman here we have one freshman that is still in Australia waiting to come here but um, Nicole um, you know she is her work ethic is is 
leading us right now. And that's a freshman. Um, she won the first uh, week's award of just a grit award uh, that we're giving out every week. Um, I think she's going to really surprise a lot of people. So I'm, I'm really excited. Again, I feel like we're moving at a, at a pace. Um, unlike having six freshmen last year, um, you know, we're moving at a much, much different pace as far as teaching and progression goes than, than we certainly did last year. No, it's great to, great to hear. And I've been able to pop in a couple times just to kind of see how the, the women are doing. And it, it's just great to have them back in the, in the gym, not to put any undue pressure on Akira, because obviously she's a very heralded player, but just to put that in perspective for, for the fans on the call, the number three men's player in that freshman class happened to be Zion Williamson. So I hope she's half as good as Zion Williamson and is able to not bust out any shoes and we should be in good shape. But Amen. Uh, we're excited to, to have all the newcomers and, and also have the returners come. You know, Stan, Charity brings up a great point in that it does feel like you have an entire team at times of freshmen, even though you have some veteran people back without kind of going through the, the everybody, maybe for, for those that are on the call, just talk about what the return of a, of a healthy Damian Douglas and obviously Matias deciding to come back. And then a Joe, Joe Quintana, arguably three starters from last year's team that, that missed the entire season. What's it like to have them back in the fold and how are they doing specifically? Yeah. You know, great. I mean, it's great to have those guys back. I mean, had those guys played on the team last year, uh, who knows what kind of season they would have had. Um, you know, that's the kind of players they are. And we expect them to be impact players for us. Um, you know, I've been impressed with them. Uh, Damien has, you know, gone every day, uh, knock on wood. Um, he feels great. His ankle feels great. He's getting up. He's got his explosiveness. He's running well. Matias is, you know, it's, he's been a year away from it. So uh, transitioning back. Um, you know, just in terms of game speed and reps, yeah, you know, he's going to get there, but his size and his ability, uh, he's a difference maker. Um, and then, you know, having Joe back, Joe with his ACL, he's, he's, he's done extremely well. And Joe's got a chance to be one of the elite shooters in our league, in our league. He can really, really, really shoot the basketball, but he can also make plays off the dribble. <clears throat> uh, my challenge to Joe is, you know, sometimes you go through practice, you don't really know he's out there. Then you watch the film, you go, man, he's pretty good. He's got to become more demanding. He's got to have more of a presence. He's got to become more of a leader uh, if we're going to get to where we want to be. But I've been very impressed with him. And Yvonne, you know, as a returner, has been as impressive as anybody. Uh, you know, he has new life. He can really shoot it. He's really skilled. And I've got, you know, tremendous hopes for him as, as a player uh, this year. Thank you, Stan. And, and, you know, for those that just to, to give people an idea of uh, some of the, the people that are returning, uh, you know, they really, you're talking about three, if you, you're into advanced statistics, you've got three players that had national rankings um, in various categories, including, you know, the highest ranking, speaking of Joe being a sneaky good player, his steal percentage, uh, which is an advanced metric was 3.6, which ranked 46 in the country uh, the year that he played. So kind of sneaky because you look up and at the end of the game, all of a sudden you had two or three steals and you, you don't even 
realize it kind of because he is kind of unassuming on the court. That being said, uh, we'll, we'll kind of shift over to, to volleyball real quickly, and then we'll we'll go to we'll get you we'll get to you, Sammy. Uh, trust me, we'll we'll get there. Uh, but we've, we're pleased to be joined by Aaron Mansfield. Uh, Aaron is to me one of the best coaches, volleyball coaches in the country. Um, I'm not just saying this on this call. I've, I've said that to numerous people, and has led our team uh, to the second weekend of the. Well, not the second weekend, the second round of the NCAA tournament. But someday we're going to get to the second weekend, Aaron. I know we are. Uh, and Aaron is coming off of two very highly, highly touted recruiting classes. Team was pretty injured last year at various points and, and also was pretty young. You know, what has this roller coaster been like this summer for you, whether it was going, you know, to delay the season and then – postponing the season how has the team been kind of resilient throughout that how much time do you have well we, we don't have that much time Aaron just, but just kidding just kidding uh no you know we we started to get into Gersten last week and that was really special for our team and even though we knew that uh or know that we're not going to compete you know probably till January February it was really just about giving them something to look forward to um, and there's no expectation from us right now as coaches of uh, acquiring skill or playing at a certain level. Um, we have a team that uh, is young. It's, we're physical. We're talented, but we need to play more volleyball, and so the sense of urgency in our gym has been really, really high to get better. We also have a lot of personalities on our team uh, that are perfectionists, and uh, as we all know, sport is very imperfect. And so we've really had to almost pull the reins back and remind them that the things that we're teaching them take a long time to develop. So we're working on things like patience, uh, self-compassion, uh, diving into the learning process and, and things like that. So um, like I said, we have a really motivated group because volleyball was taken away from them for, for six months. Uh, so that's been really special for us as, as coaches just to work with uh, a group that's not just talented, but really wants to be in there. Um, you know, we returned some key pieces. Uh, like, like you mentioned, we, we got the injury bug a little bit last year. Every, every coach goes through it every single year. We just seemed to have got hammered with it last year. Uh, so it was really just kind of trying to keep the ship afloat and really proud of how our girls responded in the spring. And we had some good training sessions going on. And then obviously this pandemic hit. So, you know, I don't think that we were really doing anything different uh, as coaches during the pandemic, uh, just as far as Zooms, trying to keep our team connected. Uh, we read a book called Legacy as a team, had a lot of discussions around it. Um, I'd say probably the, the most rewarding thing for me during the, during the time was uh, our, our team came up with our core values. And I've been, in, I've been in a lot of programs as a player and as a coach where the coaches kind of decide and, and they say, hey, here's who we are and here's what we're going to do. And I think that works for certain coaches, certain programs. For us, we take a much more collaborative approach. And so the things that we came up with and the questions that I asked my players of, hey, what did, in the last three years that you've been in this program, what is our program about? What, what do you think uh, kind of embodies us? And, and so that just propelled a lot of great conversations and a lot of uh, just foundational stuff that we've been establishing. And it's just been nice to be in the gym to start to work through some of those things. But honestly, I just miss my team a ton. I, I love my players. Um, I love coaching. I love teaching. I love learning. And it was really challenging to do that over Zoom. So 
Uh, I'm not going to lie, our whole team was pretty emotional the first day that we were in there, just to kind of be around each other. And um, we have a very close group. So it's been, it's been awesome to be back in Gersten. And, and Aaron, I, I have to ask this question because uh, I know you, you would be reluctant to talk to single anybody out or talk about any individual players, but you have coming to campus this year, the number 14 recruit in the country. Uh, and maybe you can, can talk a little bit about uh, Kari. Uh, if I don't mess it up, it's going to be pretty good. Um, no, she, uh, we, all the stars aligned with recruiting her. And obviously we're all biased here, but there's so many things about LMU that attract really special people. And uh, we happened to get in the game with her really early. And she was looking for a school with small classroom size in a nice location with no football. And um, she wanted to be in Southern California. So we immediately checked a lot of boxes and um, she comes from a really special family. You know, she's six foot five. So she has a lot of size and length. Uh, she's very coordinated, but ultimately what makes her really special is uh, she has aspirations to play beyond college. She wants to play in the Olympics and in volleyball, since we don't have a professional league, it's, it's pretty unique to, to find a player that uh, has those aspirations. And so she's extremely motivated in her work ethic and obviously knows she's not there yet and she has a long way to go with it, but she wants to put in the work and obviously we're going to do everything in our power to develop her skill set. Um, to set her up for success when she's done. But just watching her play in our gym for a week, uh, she stays healthy and, and uh, we can develop a good system around her. I think she's going to be a pretty special player. Erin is really good at answering diplomatically, but what I heard is she's pretty good. Um, he, he, was, he was trying to downplay it a little bit, but it sounds like uh, as advertised. So, Aaron, you know, the, the last question for you is your season gets postponed. It's getting moved to the spring. There will be a, a championship. There will be a, a smaller field. What is kind of the buzz in volleyball circles about that decision, and how does it affect your schedule uh, looking forward? And, and I know we don't, realize, we don't know what the schedule is yeah. going to be exactly right now, so maybe I'll answer that part for you. Yeah, uh, the buzz around the volleyball community is excitement because there's a plan going forward to do something. And uh, obviously, we went through so much time, uh, months, where we just didn't have answers. We didn't know if we were, were going to have a season, when we we're going to have a season. And, you know, none of us were surprised when our uh, season got canceled in the fall. So I'd say overall, it's excitement. Um, you know, the field is usually 64 teams. It's down to 48 now. Um, so you either got to win your conference or get one of the 16 at-large bids, which, you know, the WCC right now is one of the top five conferences in the country in women's volleyball. It has been for the last couple of years. Uh, so we know the challenge ahead and we're excited for it. Um, I logistically, I, I don't know how it's going to work. You know, their plan is to have 48 teams in Omaha, Nebraska and to play in a convention center. And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful, uh, but it's, it's just kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, but nonetheless, you know, if we can put on a, an LMU jersey and, and, and compete, you know, that's what we are really looking forward to. Our conference schedule hasn't come out yet. We're, obviously, there's a lot of uh, moving parts with, you know, the basketball seasons going on. And um, so I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm openly and willing to do whatever it takes to make it work. Well, I, I, I don't know if we've announced this, but I guess we'll announce it publicly. Uh, it, it's an arm wrestling 
match between the three of you to get gym time once we get to January. So I will start, start training. I'll start, start training. training. Yeah, start training because I mean, Coach Johnson's working on quarterback. That's not fair. That is not fair. <laughs> well, we'll we'll come up with something else. Maybe maybe arm wrestling isn't the right solution. Checkers, maybe checkers or chess or something else. We'll we'll figure it out. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, appreciate appreciate the time. We are also joined. I think she had some technical difficulties, but I think she's back in now. Uh, we've got Sammy. There she is. I was looking for her on my screen. Sammy Ward, our our uh, women's softball coach. Well, it is softball. They're, it's women's softball also. But they obviously had a great season. They were really starting to hit their stride. They knocked off number four, LSU, and then knocked off number 14, Michigan, uh, in back-to-back -back games in a tournament in the spring. We're just getting poised to host a tournament here at home, uh, which you know was right when everything was happening. And, and then the season obviously got canceled. And uh, Sammy, you, re you returned pretty much everybody from your team. And what's kind of the vibe this fall uh, leading up to the spring? Uh, we just reported back on the 15th, so we got a later start than a lot, but um, it, the girls are, the ladies are super excited, um, just like the rest of the sports. We've been away for six months, uh, but they're so eager to get out there. They're so eager to get back into our indoor hitting facility whenever they can, uh, but they're, I mean, I was, honestly, I was really impressed with how our returners came back in pretty good shape. Um, I think previously, as we've been building this culture the, the past few years, um, a lot of times our freshmen have come in in a little better shape than our returners, but that wasn't the case this year. So I think our culture's in a really good spot right now where upperclassmen are leading the way and setting the standard. And the freshmen who are extremely talented are like, okay, well, this is how we do it. And, you know, this is what's expected of me. And so we're in a good spot right now. We added quite a bit of pitching that's going to help us. And like you said, we returned almost our entire team. So. Yeah, it, it's going to be, should be an exciting year. Um, no doubt. There, there's a few enhancements as, as you walk out to uh, the field. It looks great. The, the field has been kind of redone uh, with the branding. It looks, looks fantastic. I know one of the things that we're trying to work out schedule wise is to also put uh, lights up, which will be exciting as well, because we'll be able to host some night games and potentially some tournaments. Hopefully we can get that done uh, before the season. So what uh, what was the reaction of the team as they kind of came to campus and got to see it live in terms of the, what it looks like? Yeah, they absolutely loved it. It just looks so clean and so fresh. They were absolutely impressed. And I mean, they missed it so much. So, I mean, just being out on we have a tremendous field crew in all honesty, and they take such pristine care of um, our grass and our dirt. And I think one of the biggest things, you know, along with all the beautiful new uh, screens was, you know, just seeing the dirt and the grass and, you know, how perfect it is. I don't think there's ever been a time where it's been vacant for as long as it has. So it had a chance to really grow. But like I said, we have probably the best field crew in the nation and they're uh, really passionate about taking care of um, our field. But uh, our ladies were super excited to get back and so impressed with the way everything turned out because they saw pictures, but to see it for themselves in person, they were very impressed. Yeah, the, the field crew here does a remarkable job. It, it really is, whether it's uh, softball, baseball, or, or soccer, 
the, the grass that we do have is in amazing shape. And, uh, you know, I think it's one of those fields that a lot of people are tricked. They think it's turf because it looks that good when they walk out onto it and it's, it's cut, cut pretty short. That's a good question. Do you have a preference as to how they cut it in terms of how you want to play? Uh, that's probably a big thing in softball. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we like to be more of a powerfully offensive team. And so uh, we like to have our infield a tad softer because we like to hit home runs. Um, we don't have a lot of short games. So especially for the infield, we like the dirt just a tad softer. If we had um, more speed and slappers, if we you know built our team that way, we would want to have a harder surface. But <clears throat> in terms of the grass, um, the, the head of our um, FM, he's a grass specialist, so I defer to him. He does a tremendous job, so um, no complaints. He, it's amazing. No, I, that's a, I think news to everybody here that, that hasn't come out to a, a softball game. You need to come out to a softball game because they hit bombs. They're not into, the, they're not into bunting. They're not into slapping the ball. They have, a, you know, every once in a while when the situation calls for it, but they are going to hit bombs. That's why we put up a net in left field so it doesn't go on, on onto the tennis court. So come out, support the softball team this spring, and, and uh, I think you're, we're, we're poised for a, a great season. And as of now, you know, obviously the tournament is uh, in full swing and at full capacity. So it should, should be an exciting season. Well, with that, I think we're, we're going to – uh, open it up for a couple questions. We do have a few questions and we'll, we'll answer those and, and kind of keep going. We have a question from Mike. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mike. Good to, I don't know if I can see you on there, but good to, for you to be here. Mike is one of our, our season ticket holders, goes to obviously quite a few home and road games, uh, asking if there will be a preseason tournament. As of now, trying to fix this lapel pin. There we go. All right, got it. Um, as of now, the, the men's team is scheduled to, was scheduled to be in the Bahamas. Um, that got moved to Naples, Florida. The dates got changed, um, and it is currently November 25th, 26th, 27th. As of today at 6.36 p.m. Pacific, we are planning and playing in that particular tournament. Uh, that could change because if there's not teams to play in that tournament, we would have to find other teams to play. Did I answer that correctly, Stan? Yes. Okay. Now it's a, it's a, it, you know what? Right now, Mike, it's a complete puzzle across all of uh, college basketball and probably um, on both men's and women's because you know at, at one point, especially on the West Coast here with the Pac-12 not playing for a while, uh, that canceled all their games, and now those games are potentially back on the table and. Uh, any games you had before November 25th were canceled. And so we had home games that were canceled. Um, you know, we have some opponents that are looking at other opportunities. So it's, it's just a, it's a complete mess um, this year. And we'll, we'll try to figure it out. Uh, we've got another question here from Turk. Thanks for tuning in. The voice of LMU baseball uh, when he's available, which we love having him. How does the extra year, this is for you, Sammy. How does the extra year the players can have affect the business side? How does it affect building a roster this year and recruiting for next year? And uh, I guess I'll throw that to you, Sammy. Yeah, that's been really interesting. Um, we only had one senior last year and she opted to come back, but 
I think where it's really going to get interesting is in the years to come. So next year, I think we have six or this year, I'm sorry, we have uh, six girls that would be in their fourth year and all of them, except for one who wants to go to nursing school, um, want to return. So it's going to be really interesting. We're figuring it out, trying to get some tips from our baseball staff. They're pros at it. Um, it's exciting when you have strong players that want to continue playing in your program. I think that says a lot about what we're doing and what we're building here. Uh, but it, it'll be a challenge, but we're excited for the challenge because I mean, that's an extra year that we get to work with these amazing student athletes and continue to develop them and help them accomplish their academic goals and their athletic goals and help make us a top 25 program consistently. And, you know, at Turk, to, to answer that question also, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to be able to um, have the university step up and, and support us uh, for a handful of our student-athletes. And I say handful because not keep in mind, there were 42 student-athletes that had the capability in the spring to come back uh, to, for another extra year of eligibility. Of those 42, there were probably only about 15 or so, roughly 15 to 20 that actually did want to come back because a lot of them had post-graduation plans. Some of them already had jobs lined up uh, and, you know, not everybody wanted to come back. So we were able to, to accommodate uh, probably about, I think we ended up with only like eight and we originally had like 12 and four of them after the fact decided not to. So um we're, we're pretty fortunate in that regard. It is going to create some roster management issues because in the fall, all fall sports actually, even though they're competing in the spring, have another year of eligibility. So for example, Aaron has uh, two seniors on his team uh, who will compete in the spring who could play an additional year. But going forward, Aaron also has everybody on his roster that has the capability of basically playing for another year. So um it, it's going to cause some interesting roster management issues. Aaron, I don't know if you wanted to chime in and just provide your thoughts on what kind of challenges that does look at. And, you know, you're somebody, when you go in your office, you have everything mapped out for probably the next three or four years. What is this, what has this done to your big board at, in your office? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, we uh, luckily, like I said, we have, uh, you know, quite a few young players that we want to keep in our program for as long as we can. So really the challenge has been, do we try to get a freshman in three or four years or do we keep one of our current players for that extra year? And so there's been a lot of kids that were recruiting in the 2022 or even the 2023 class who are uh, sophomores and juniors in high school that we've had to decide, do we keep recruiting this kid or do we keep uh, a player on our roster for a fifth year. And since we like our team so much, we, we've actually uh, invested in uh, a fifth year for a handful of our players. But it's hard because there's some tough conversations that we've had to have already where other players uh, on our team have asked if we have money for them their fifth year. And, you know, we have to forecast and, and try to do what's best for our program. And we've said, hey, at this point, we don't have it. And um, so it, it's been hard. I, I still don't know if I'm doing the right thing or how to necessarily navigate through it. But um, what I do know is, 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 like I said, we have a core group of freshmen and sophomores that if we can keep that team together for a long period of time, we, we feel like we're going to be really competitive. So uh, we want to make some space for them and then um, try to add some kids to our program in two or three years that are going to be the future five, six years down the road. 
And, and just to give everybody an idea, the NCAA does put a, a limit on the number of scholarships you can have in each particular sport. So, you know, it isn't an, an unlimited number that you can have. So it does cause roster issues with, with uh, any of the sports that have been afforded the extra year of eligibility. Now that isn't true in the spring, for example, uh, for one year only, baseball, uh, softball, women's water polo, track and field, uh, and golf could, could all go over the, the scholarship limit for one year with any seniors. Um, that's a one year only type thing. Going forward, it'll, you'll have to fit back under the number. Um, we'll go to the next question uh, from Robert. Uh, this one I think is directed to Stan. We, we have a lot of construction going on right now. And I don't know, Stan, if you walk back there, I did today. How are the upgrades to the locker room coming along? Looks good. Looks good. From what I can see, uh, guys, you know, they're, they're working hard. And it's going to be great once all that stuff's done. The cool thing about it, what we're doing, um, you know, obviously we're getting our locker room done, but we're going to redo the, the, the weight room where all the athletes are going to benefit from that. And even all the hallways throughout the uh, – um, in Gerson, you know, which will get done that other teams will use. So um, it's, it's pretty neat to see. I think student athletes are going to love it. And I know we're excited about getting in there. They, uh, they, they started to work on it. I, I, I don't know if I went through a construction area today or not. I kind of avoided the tape. I went after hours where they, when they were done working. So I went put myself in peril, but uh, they, they have started working on the hallway. I did walk into the locker room. Looks like they have it framed out. Uh, the other component that we will have down the, the line is the back court, which is in the rec center. Uh, we'll be redoing that as well uh, in the interior. So it'll essentially become a, a quasi-practice gym, practice facility. At least we'll use it as a practice facility from a recruiting standpoint uh, for volleyball and for our basketball programs um, because it is an area that we have access to during the day. So that, that is also very exciting. All right, we got one from Turk here. I, I, I don't know, this one is, uh, is a good question, a loaded question. Aaron, I don't know if you saw it already. Can you talk about Ellen, whose genetics connect with men's basketball through her dad? Yeah, Ellen, Ellen's dad is John Bergeson. And uh, John, big John Bergeson's about 6'10", 6'11". Uh, one of the nicest men I've ever met in my life. And uh, he actually works at Santa Clara University and has a daughter who's a 6'4 left-hander. And I'm not sure what Santa Clara was or wasn't looking at, but they didn't recruit her very heavily. And we did. And uh, she was kind of a late bloomer, a late ad. Um, she started to compete at a lot higher level her junior, senior year. And uh, she's a little banged up right now. She had uh, minor elbow surgery before she came, but uh, she certainly has the genetics. She's, she has the capability to score a lot of points. Um, she's not a player that we need for her to be good right away, which is nice because there's a lot of development um, that can happen in her game. But she certainly has a physical presence on the court that is uh, not like a lot of WCC athletes. So we're going to do our best to get the most out of her. Charity, here's a, a random, random question for you. Who's the best volleyball player? Or who would you think would be the best volleyball player on your team? I'm not I'm afraid to say something well that's what I'm trying to get you in trouble with your team here because you know you're going to pick somebody and then they're all going to argue about it and you know they might well maybe you shouldn't answer that but you, come on you, there, you've got to have somebody who you 
either played volleyball and somebody had to play volleyball on your team at one point. I you mean, just that person. I don't know if anybody played volleyball, but, but um, I know Akira would hit it straight down. I do know that now. Well, considering she tries to touch the rim and yeah. tries to dunk, I think she probably can, she yeah. can probably do that. Can we get her to stay after practice a little one day maybe? <laughs> Um, we'll talk about that. We'll just talk kidding, about just that. Kidding. <laughs> Aaron, do you have any anybody on your team that played another sport that was was successful at another sport? I mean, in this area area era of specialization, you don't see that as often. Uh, we have a freshman setter who played basketball and soccer, and all through high school, along with volleyball. Really good athlete, small but quick, and uh, she's really the only one I can think of. A lot of our players specialized in volleyball really early on. And Sammy, you have a couple, uh, couple multi-sport athletes who who played multiple sports on your team. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Morgan DeBoard. She's from Oregon. Uh, she is an all-state selection in volleyball, basketball, softball, and she was a sprinter. So very well-rounded athlete. Uh, Molly Grumbo also played basketball in high school. Um, trying to think. Oh, uh, uh, Megan Diedrich played soccer all the way. Um, through high school as well. So we have, we have a good amount. All right, Stan, who on your team could you just put in into any sport, just drop them into one of our other sports and they'd, they'd figure it out. Um, you know, I, I think like Joe would be a great baseball player. I think the way he moves. Uh, I'd also put Damien in that mix. Damien you know, was a pretty good high school quarterback from all accounts. He, yeah. from what I've heard. The rest, they just need to stick to what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what about Matias in water polo? I can see him being a force out there. Like, you know, on the water, can he swim? I can just see him sinking. Okay, well, that, that's not going to work then. You kind of have to swim to be able to – but he might be able to just stand. He, he probably could, could bob off the bottom. That he could do. He might be able to do that. All right, we have a, a, a real question here. I'm, I I'm make up fake ones. Uh, We've got from, from, all right, KJ, uh, KJ Peters, our, our faculty athletic rep. How have the student athletes handled isolation on campus and what are you doing to keep their spirits up? That's a really, really good question. I'll throw that out to anybody who wants to answer it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can start with that. Um, we, have, we have five of our players on campus, four freshmen and a sophomore. And uh, three out of our four freshmen after the first week uh, all wanted to go home. And that was, uh, that was really hard, including Kari, the girl that we talked about earlier. And um, we are fortunate enough to work with a sports psychologist, uh, Lucas Jaden, um, who uh, has been a part of our program now for about three years. So I made sure uh, that he connected with the freshmen right away to start developing some, some strategies. Um, you know, honestly, we were trying to give them things like uh, – you know, two or three pieces of gear a day just to get them out of their dorm outside um, and give them, like I said, something to look forward to. Uh, and uh, we didn't really know what else to do. I think just by the sheer timing of things, after that first week, uh, school started. Uh, Coach D and our strength and conditioning staff, who have done an absolutely incredible job through this whole process, started to hold outdoor workouts on Drollinger Field. And None of the movements or the stuff that we're doing is specific to volleyball out there at all, and I could care less. It was just about them getting outside, getting together, 
um, exercising, getting in the sunlight, um, and, and really just interacting with one another. That was a really big turning point for us was just having those workouts. Um, and then they finally got to kind of go off campus and, and do things safely, like go to the beach and socially distant and just be outside. So I think it was a combination of a couple things of, you know, our sports psych and, and them confiding us as, as a coaching staff and being really honest of, of that they were struggling in the first place. They weren't, they weren't afraid to, to share that which, with us, which was really helpful, but it's something that we're still combating. I mean, they're still not able to really spend a lot of time with each other inside the dorms, but we're trying to get them out of their rooms as often as possible. Yeah, I, I would echo everything Aaron said. Just, just being able to see each other um, every day, you know, even when we were out on the tennis courts was huge. Um, and, and we've also really dug in and, and had open conversations, had Dr. Parham come in, um, uh, had Dr. Uh, Tracy Shaw, who works with uh, SPS, and just really talk about, hey, these are things that you probably are feeling. Um, here are some tools, here are some things. You know, we did some fun stuff on Zoom. We did an uh, uh, escape room um, on zoom. So just trying to be creative, keep them busy. And then as soon as we were able to get everybody together, at least and Aaron, Aaron said it is they have something to look forward to. Um, and, and I think that's, that's been what really helped get us through and we're still in the middle of it as well. Uh, we have 13 on campus, and we actually opted to uh, delay our return a little bit, um, and this was part of the reason. So uh, by the end of it, we'll have eight weeks of training that we'll get done this fall, and I think it really helped our team to have it mapped out that way, and they were able to mentally prepare to know um, exactly how long they were going to be here, how much time they had together, and I've been really impressed with the maturity that they've had because they really wanted to make a push um, at the peer level of making sure that everyone was abiding by all the social distancing, even outside of practice and, you know, socially. And uh, they had a meeting without us coaches and they said, Hey, we got to get on the same page here. We want to make sure we get a season this spring and we've got to do everything within our power to make sure that happens. And, you know, I think some other girls on the team were able to share, you know, different things about their families, people with, you know, uh, parents with cancer and things like that, where I think people, I think our team really understands the bigger ramifications if they choose to, you know, go against some of these things. And they understand the reason, they understand why they're isolated right now, but they've got a really good relationship with us. They've got really good relationships with each other. And they're always checking in on each other and us and we're always communicating, but I've been really impressed honestly with their leadership in this. Um, and furthermore, like when they're working out and they're doing those amazing workouts that coach D's leading on Drollinger, they've got their masks on the entire time and I'm just standing there and I'm not doing anything and I can, you know, I'm struggling to breathe through my mask, but they don't complain a single bit. They're so grateful to be here. They're so grateful that our administration made this happen for us. And I think they're really committed to making sure that they do their part so we can continue training and having the season this spring. Uh, 
All right. Uh, next question from Jimmy, which I, I really appreciate. Uh, is there a roadmap to allowing fans to attend games in person in a limited capacity? You know what, Jimmy? If we can have fans there, we're going to do everything we can to have you there. We, we need people there. We need that energy. Uh, I don't know if LA County is going to really allow that. But it, look, we will continue to push it um, and push it forward. The good thing is there is time between now and November 25th. Um, and, and time is, is really important in, in that equation to trying to figure that out. Um, it's a little bit harder with inside sports. I mean, keep in mind, LA County does not allow people to go to an NFL game in a quasi outdoor stadium. Um, so it, it could be, uh, could be really tough to try to convince the County because ultimately it's not going to be our decision that keeps people out of Gersten. It, it'll be the, the County uh, that will, will not allow it. So get on the, get on the horn to LA County and advocate for us. That would, that would certainly be helpful. Uh, but it is difficult because keep in mind, campus is, is technically closed. Um, our campus is closed. All institutions of higher education in LA County are closed right now. And that makes it really difficult to, um, to envision a future that would include fans, uh, which, is, which is really hard to, hard to stomach. But at the end of the day, if we're able to play games, we'll be, we'll be extremely happy. Uh, last question. I'll, I'll kind of throw this out for for everyone, and the the, the question is, and I'll I'll just kind of term it generally. What qualities are you looking for in a recruit? You know, beyond let's talk beyond the the obvious of, of skill for your particular sport or or uh, you know talent. What specific qualities do you want in a in a student athlete? Um, you know, for me, I've, I've said a couple things for our program. Number one, we, we want selfless people. And if, if you're not selfless and you're selfish, you can't wear the jersey, you won't play here, period. Two, we want people that are extremely disciplined uh, in terms of what they want to be. And it's important for me that kids come here and they want to get an education. And I don't want to be the guy that, you know, come here and help us win games. And when you leave here, you don't leave here with something that impacts you. So I want people in our program that value education, that want that, but also that are competitive on the floor. You can't teach competitiveness. You can't. And I tell our guys all the time, I can make you work hard. Like we're working hard right now, but our competitive level is nowhere where it needs to be. And I think if you're competitive, even if you don't love every class in school, you're still going to compete to do well. And I want that in our program. I want that to be the fabric of what we do. I cannot make you compete. I can make you work hard. And there's a difference. And then lastly, I, I want people that are classy off the floor, but I want a bunch of sewer rats when we hit the, when we hit the court. And I don't want to coach nice guys on the court. Nice guys finish last, period. And you got to be able to flip the switch. You got to get in character on the court. When we step off that court, I expect you to be a gentleman. A yes, sir, no, sir, thank you type team and organization. So, like, for me, those are the qualities. Gentleman, competitive, 
selfless in everything we're doing. And it's got to be both as a player and as a person. And I'm okay with taking a lesser talented person with more basketball character and competitiveness as a person than a really talented person who, you know what, you're probably going to lose with. You know, so those, those are the things that, you know, I look for. Yeah, I, I, I think Stan kind of nailed it there for sure. Um, I don't feel like I've been doing this for a long time, um, just entering my fourth season, but something that has become important to me is I want people that want to be at LMU. Um, and some people and some recruits don't know what LMU is about, and it's obviously our job as coaches to educate them on those things. Um, so that's become more important to me. Uh, you know, someone that's, uh, I don't know exactly the word, the attribute, just willing to put in the work because being a student athlete is really, really hard. And being excellent is, is really hard. And it all takes work. And it's not just physical work, it's mental work. Uh, our number one value in our program is to become a better learner. And that's a lifelong skill. That's not just for volleyball. That's classroom. That's learning non-cognitive skills like collaboration and uh, determination and persistence and all these things. And so if, if uh, we're recruiting someone who just feels like they're a finished product and they don't believe that they can grow, then we're probably not the right program for them. Um, Cause we really, we love our kids. We love them up, but we really challenge them uh, to not, not change their personalities, but to change some of their behaviors that allows them to be at their best. Um, so those are probably things that, that come to mind. I'd say the last thing is that, uh, that they treat people really well, which goes in line a little bit with what Stan was talking about, but I'm really big on how the student athlete or the, or the recruit interacts with their coaches, their parents, uh, what they're like on a visit. Are they respectful? Do they treat their teammates well? Being a good teammate is really, really important. I think it's a skill that you can develop and get better at a little bit, but at the same time, um, you know, it only takes one or one and a half, maybe kids on your team, if they don't treat people well, can really become viral. So those are probably some things that uh, stick, stick out to me. Yeah, I, I would echo everything that, uh, that these guys have said. The only thing I might add, um, I mean, I want, I want kids that are tough. Um, I want them to be coachable. And that kind of goes to that learning. What we talk about is a growth mindset of really wanting to go from good to great. And you only get that way by being willing to um, recognize and, and that you can improve. Um, team first is huge for us. Um, and again, everything as far as character, our, our core values are about grit, good to great, uh, relentless effort, integrity always, and team first. And truly, those are the things that we're looking for. Um, I think, you know, most of us head coaches, we try to find, uh, you know, certain attributes that we think we have in ourselves. And I think one of my defining characteristics is I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I have something to prove. I mean, even as a student athlete, I chose to come to LMU because I wanted to put the softball program on the map um, in the NCAA Division One world. And I have that same desire as a coach now. And so when I'm looking for student athletes, I'm looking for someone that has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and they want to prove something. And that goes right along with what the other coaches are saying. Like, one of our main core values is commit to growth. Um, we really believe in player development here and we want to help you be the best that you can be um, both on the field and in the classroom. And when we give our recruiting speech, we say you choose LMU because you want to be the best in the classroom and on the field. 
because at a school like LMU, you don't have to choose one over the other. You can be successful and be the best at both. At least for our program, we don't limit any majors, and we think that that's part of our niche. We can get some high-caliber um, student-athletes because they don't have to you know, be forced into a major that they may not be interested in. And then I think just the last thing is we're looking for character. I think that our team has really high character, really important how they treat each other. Uh, we spend so much time together and that's going to be how they treat everyone. And then uh, we're looking for blue collar workers and this is a white collar school. So that's challenging sometimes, but they're out there and we love them. Well, thank you. You know, it, it really uh, speaks volumes when you hear our, our coaches talk about what they're looking for, and it obviously fits in extremely well with our institution and the values of, of this institution, which which we all love. So thank you, and, and thank you to everybody for joining us today. You know, this is something new that we've tried to do. Again, we wish we were in person because we would have had some great snacks. I, I am confident that the, the snack quality would have been at a very, very high level, elite level uh, snacks that we would have had tonight. So uh, wherever that would have been, somewhere in Southern California. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate everybody that's, that took time out of your day uh, to not watch the debate and be here uh, with us. So thank you and go Lions. Go Lions. Thank you. Go Lions. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lions Podcast. Join us next time as we continue to take you behind the scenes with LMU Athletics.